I am on. Hey, man. It's good to see you. It's been a couple weeks since we've done this. Glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. Very excited. You got a little rest and relaxation. I a little bit of sun there at the Florida beaches. That could just be from the 4th of July parade, though. How about you? You just been staying put, enjoying nothing since We, we got to hit a baseball game, uh, 4th of July, and uh, had some fun. So, yeah, I'm playing a little catch-up after the New Orleans trip for the SPC. You know, just trying to get, get caught up. Uh, but, yeah, things are good. Very good. Well, I feel like got things so good, maybe I can give it all over. To someone else, maybe maybe something artificial could could take oh, the lead on I everything. See, uh, I, I see your lead in. I didn't know where you were going with that. I've been like, <laughs> man, what are you airing on this podcast? But absolutely, maybe that's the future of this: is AI generated fake us. Hardly anyone wants to listen to us anyways. <laughs> now just have a computer do it for us. But uh, today yeah. the topic that I, I wanted to introduce, right? This is the one that I, I've been thinking about. I don't know if, if you have seen this, uh, but um, we have gone from, you know, I think you and I have talked about like chat GPT uh, and, and what's been going on. If, you've, if you're not familiar with that, just Google chat GPT, guys. Um, and and it's, it's generating a lot of uh, stuff where, you know, people are being able to write research papers and uh, things like that. But today, actually, one of the things that we're going to see is um, is that now how is chat GPT and AI being used for church? Yeah, I mean, finally, finally, we're talking a useful tool, you know, something that can save us time and. And maybe free us up from all those troubling things such as sermon preparation and uh, discipleship planning. You know, we can finally do the real work. Let the uh, computers do it. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I will say, you know, so I, I, we're going to look at this article. Um, and I, I don't know, in the back of your mind, you've just seen everything has become automated, you know, and um you know, like you look like even to order now, you you don't really need a person anymore. You can do it all on the screen. I remember while we were in the airport the other day, uh, just stuck there. Diane and I were trying to figure out what to do uh, to eat. And the line was huge for this McDonald's. But the guy told me up there earlier that if I wanted to, I could use my app and just order things. And so boop, 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 did it within I bypassed everybody, got all my stuff. So I didn't have to interact if I didn't want to, I didn't have to interact with anybody. I could order it all through that. But like, okay, so we know that stuff's happening. And we know that now like there's chat bots. And I mean, even think about trying to get a real person anymore. When you call into something or you chat with something to try to get answers, um, you know, but now we're starting to see that it's up to game. And I think you'll see that like, you know, uh, you know, people now can write research papers by just, typing a topic in and saying, do the research for me and help me. And in the back of my mind, I've wondered, this is where I'm going with this is what happens to churches? You know, what's this going to do in churches and how will it be used? And today we've already found how it's already being used. So we need to talk about this and I want your thoughts as well. Absolutely. Well, let's, let's pray and then, and jump into this article. Um, let's do it. You know, maybe AI could pray for us too. Then that, that'd oh, save us even more time. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Join me in the Lord's Prayer. Um, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right. right. So here here is the interesting thing. I Like I said, I have long since wondered what's the future of AI for the church. Um, and I've wondered about like the use of robots. Like are, will there come a time when in the same way everything else is automated uh, and you, you know, would there come a time where we will have robot preachers? And um, I'm not concerned about this for job security, by the way. Like, I know some people are worried about jobs. I'm not worried about this because I I have an I have a moral issue. But is it biblical, too? I, I think we should debate that. Uh, but this is the one that I think is very interesting because we've already gone there in, in our society now. So uh, this is an article. This is from AP News, uh, and it says – can a chatbot preach a good sermon? Hundreds attend a church uh, service generated by ChatGPT to find out. So you have hundreds of people. And here's what it is: it's in Germany. They uh, it said that uh, they had a ChatGPT chatbot, and it was um, it had a, uh, a an avatar of a guy who kind of welcomed people. Uh, there were 300 more than 300 plus people that were there that were uh, preached to by this uh, this computer program. Um, and uh, it was more of an experiment to just see what it would be like. And uh, so there was a uh, theologian who a German theologian who from the University of Vienna, who was the one who kind of thought this all together. He was the one he said uh, his quote in this article, by the way. And it was a 40-minute service, so you got sermon, prayers, and music. I do wonder, by the way, if people would be gravitating to this. We're like, if 40 minutes, I could get in and out, and it could all just be AI-generated? Uh, maybe. But here's this guy's quote. He goes, I conceived the service, he said, but actually, I rather accompanied it because I would say about 98% comes from the machine. So you kind of feed it, and then it comes. And so what happened was it uh, it says that they – um, they had the chat bot there and, uh, it, it preached it. Uh, I think they said that there was also, there was the entire service that said was led by four different avatars. There were two women avatars. There were two men and we're talking about avatar, not like avatar, the movie, which that's another one. If we want to talk about avatar, the movie, the, the <laughs> other one, but the idea that there's just a representation of a person that's on the screen or like a computer person, um, and uh, and then it had like little phrases and things like that that it would say and um you know uh, that uh, like uh, so like one of the this is the other article in there it says that some of the people snickered and kind of laughed when it said to all the church people that we need to to keep our faith we must pray and go to church regularly like here's this robot that's like a you know avatar that's doesn't even exist telling you you should be doing these things. Uh, so that's yeah. an interesting piece. Anyways, that happened. There's some critique. Even I was surprised even in this article, there's some interesting critique. Um, so that's the first one that we wanted to look at. Uh, any thoughts that come to mind just right off the cuff as we just interact with this, this idea and this first article? I mean, I guess the first reaction is why am I not surprised that Germany was the first place to <laughs> conceive of this idea? Um, 
you know, just there's a lot of liberal things. And the other thought is I'm like, this might've been the largest church service that took place, you know, that, that week. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, that, that being set aside, part of me thinks this actually might've been a brilliant evangelistic, uh, move to, to get people who would not be coming to church to come into church when, you know, you're essentially going to have a machine com- compile, uh, sermons. I mean, all, yeah. all this thing is, is compiling uh, things from certain resources and, and putting together a flow. It, it, it's not uh, truly thinking or, or creating here. It's It's got this database of sourcing and then it does this. So you, so you know that what's going to come through this generally is based on its sourcing. And if its sourcing is based from previous sermons and church services, uh, you're, you're going to have an opportunity to get people who might not be coming to church to hear the gospel. So uh, from one standpoint, because of the uh, newness of all of this AI stuff and the, the questions, it, it's probably a great way of getting people to at least enter a church. And a lot of our churches in Europe are are empty on Sundays. So um, so I, I think maybe God can use this beyond what uh, the people in, envisioning it uh, intended. Uh, so, so there's the positive. Everything else is negative. <laughs> Everything else is uh, terrible. Um, I, what I would do you say expect? it's, it's, yeah. it's like, okay, the, the, what you're saying, right, is it could be used because of the novelty of it initially, right? In the right. same way that we could say, hey, come to church this week because I've got the, we're going to have a motorcycle, uh, cyclists do wheelies yeah. on the platform in a cage, right? Like that would be novel yeah. and people would come and maybe there's an opportunity if he shares his testimony that people, you know, like, okay, yeah, yeah. so anything can do that, right? Right, and, right. I've got the last case of Wonka bars, you yeah, know. Exactly. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, which, oddly enough, one of those were found in Germany as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, so so I get that. And I do understand for the religious piece to it, right? Like, this is an opportunity, sure. Um, yep. Lasting, let, let's talk about, um, let me just talk about initially uh, the idea of, of an avatar preacher. What do you think about, do you have any, I have some biblical convictions about this, but let me get your thoughts right off the cup. Like, what do you think the future, do you think the future, it's going to have it, um, but what do you think about showing up on Sunday to, you know, to North Swan and, uh, and you have, you know, pastor, pastor Steve, the avatar, preaching to you what what are your thoughts about that well you know it, it it's ridiculous uh in my mind now 10 years from now it'd be fun to revisit this to find out how many people actually are doing this uh but uh in reality there's just uh there's not really a need for it or uh it, it's kind of silly uh, the way the way I look at it I I would not be interested I remember being in San Francisco and going to church service and the church service had just made a partnership with Andy Stanley's church. And so we sang, and then Andy Stanley showed up on a screen and gave his message. Uh, and and then, you know, the, the local guy came up and closed it. And I'm like, what just happened? Uh, you know, uh, and and just as hard the soil is where we were at. I'm like, who who thinks that piping in Andy Stanley on a TV is, is going to reach the, the hardness of... Uh, North Bay, right? Uh, so I, I thought that was a little crazy at the time too. But maybe Chat GPT has a better shot of, of discipling yeah, I mean, so than it, Andy Stanley might. It, it kind of <laughs> makes me feel like the the TBN. You know, when when uh, broadcast television 
and all your great preachers were coming, there was a big question as, is this the end of the local church? Because everyone's just going to watch. And then we yeah. have COVID, right? COVID, everyone goes home and is piping in church in their TV, even with their local people. Or uh, a lot of people were having multiple sermons because they could count it as church and, and uh, be part of these uh, mega preacher deals. And so uh, I don't see an avatar ever being superior to some of the mega preachers. Uh, because they're fantastic. And and I love, I, I still watch Andy, or sorry, Adrian Rogers on YouTube. Uh, if I'm preaching on a topic and I'm trying to get can't an idea, beat Adrian, man, no I'm going to listen can. to Adrian because he's, he's just fantastic. And uh, I've got one sermon that I, I tell people, I'm basically revamping an Adrian Rogers sermon. You should see his, it's still better than mine, but uh, I just love the way that he framed this. And I, I I've done that. Um, I've done that sermon a couple of times because I, I just really liked it. I, I, I don't lie to people and say it's mine. Um, and I don't do that often. But uh, so I, I don't really see that this will ever really have a, a need. Uh, and so I, I don't see it. Uh, I think that I'm more concerned, not of the avatar preacher, but more concerned of the avatar or the AI feeding your actual preacher uh, because he's too lazy to write a sermon. That, that's where I, I think the, the problem is. This well, we, is, I think, it, it's a novelty. Uh, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Well, we need to go there in a second because it's the second article. Yeah, um, yeah. So, So one of the critiques in this article, though, um, was that still it's different, you know, like, and, and this is, this, this is the truth. This is a big problem of like your engagement with that screen is, is limited, right? They're not really there. Uh, now that's saying that right now, right? I mean, I used to think Terminator was a crazy concept and like unbelievable, like could never happen. And yeah. now I'm like, well, crud, maybe that is something, you know, could Terminator films have been made in the future to warn us? Cause there's no John Connor. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, and this is not an endorsement. OTXNT does not endorse or tell anyone that you should watch any of the Terminator films. Watch at your own discretion. We don't, uh, some of those are R they might all be R. We have never seen them. We are. don't know anything yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> So, but in this article, they talk about how it says um, currently here's this was kind of the hang up for the AP article, right? However, the experimental church service also showed the limits to implementing artificial AI in church or in religion. There was no real interaction between the believers and the chat bot, which wasn't able to respond to the laughter or any other reactions by churchgoers as a human pastor would have been able to do. Um, this is interesting because I do, I think that's going to be easily uh, taken care of in the future. It will be one where it will be able to respond and to hear and to move and it will feel so, so real. Um, and so we do have to deal with that, right? About uh, right off the bat, like that's, it's not real. And it's the same reason why, yeah, I have a problem too with let's just pump in the preacher and you sit and listen to it. Yep. Um, that you shouldn't do that. You you don't. And, and even this AP article had enough sense to end their article like this: the pastor is in the congregation. She lives with them. She buries them. She knows them from the beginning. That's interesting. That the the gender choice of the AP article here. But this is somebody who is in this. Uh, I'm trying to figure out who this person was that they're quoting. Um, this is somebody else who's in this. But anyways, they end up saying artificial intelligence can't do that. It doesn't know the congregation. And I do think that that's a good segue into the next part, which is the sermon AI, right? Yeah. But this is something to say is that right now, currently, it's just a screen. 
And um, and and yes, that AI has no connection. It doesn't it doesn't uh, know the people. It's not visiting in the hospital. It's not burying people. It's not counseling people. I, I, I'm going to go on a limb and say I, I, I would say probably within 10 years from now, it's going to be right. There will be a bot that will do these things for you. it will be physical around you. I don't think that's too far off to say that some sort of droid will do these things. And churches will probably say it's probably a better investment. You pay the thing one time up front. We don't have to pay for a guy. He can work 24 hours a day, visit us in the hospital, preach, things like that. So that's my thoughts. Before we jump into that, any other thoughts on that before we get into the sermon? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the other thing, I was in Anaheim. And usually on vacation, if, if we can do it, I, I try to visit a church. It, it gives me a chance to visit a church that I don't have to do work, and it's kind of nice. Um, we went to, uh, I'd never been to Saddleback. So I went to Saddleback, Anaheim, <clears throat> and didn't know what to expect, but I know Saddleback would probably be pretty professional. And so we're there, and it was actually the last uh, week, I think, that the the local pastor was there. He was leaving. But he did everything, announcements, great music, fantastic stuff. And then we paused everything. The screen turned on, and Rick Warren gave the message. And I'm like, well, this is a little odd. You know, it's Rick Warren sitting by... Um, He's got a little creek and it was an outdoor setting and he gave a positive message. It was, it was fine. Um, and even at the time I'm like, well, this is also weird. Of course, Saddleback is a family of churches and Rick was the pastor at the time. So that was one of the ways they try to keep things connected. Even in that they, they recognized they had to have a local pastor, a campus pastor that did all those other things so that you could have a community basis. Um, and Rick Warren uh, has a church so large that he's the celebrity guy. He couldn't really have relationships with, all of the the people that attend. Uh, so because of that mega model that we've seen, and not just with his church, but uh, churches all over the place, um, and the pastor becomes more distant from the people, uh, and they employ campus pastors or group pastors that that replace that action of the pastor, and he just becomes this mega teacher. I think AI could do that in some places. Yeah. Um, I, I think people generally would not be open to having AI be that spiritual guide. Uh, but I think people will be deceived in a lot of ways that 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 they're getting that from a not not from an actual human being. Uh, so I, I do think the groundwork is laid in certain places for that. Uh, but I, I also think you're starting to see kind of a return. People want to know people that I think COVID kind of put people back towards to real relationships with real human beings. And so I, I think you'll you'll always have some that are, are and I check the box and, and then this can be done very professional. You know, did you ever see, I think I go back to Andy Stanley. They had the, the um, uh, the hologram, uh, basically they, they had this hologram that would shoot up from the ground and it looked from the right angles, like he was physically present huh. and he was delivering the message there. Uh, maybe I think it was Andy Stanley might've been someone else. And so they've got that technology as well. So if they had done that from the stage where you actually, it looked like a person moving and talking, it, it would have been that much better. And that technology already exists. It's been around for quite a while. So yeah, I, I think that this could pose a, a challenge, um, but I, I don't think people will really buy into it, not for a generation or two. And, and um, I, I'm more concerned about human society in a generation or two, if, if this is an acceptable thing. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I won't be surprised. So, I mean, look, it's only a matter of time. I, I do think that there are, I mean, if you're looking this article too a little bit as they're talking about, um, you know, that uh, some of the dangers of it, 
And, um, you know, and it, here's what's interesting to me. It says um, this is whoever this is, the person who they're quoting, uh, who's a researcher from the Netherlands. And she says, the challenge I see in AI uh, is that AI is very human-like and that it's easy to be deceived by it. She said, also, we don't only have one Christian opinion, and that's what AI has to represent as well. We we, We have to be careful that it's not misused for such purposes as to spread only one opinion. I mean, I could foresee down the road of this being an avenue in which, you know, you get uh, uh, government-sanctioned churches where this is this is what it is right this is the this is the opinion this is all you can go to church have a great time it's going to be you know you've got this uh coding that fit and people over maybe over time are so used to it because it's happening across our society i mean we're even having debates now i think we've talked about it already where you know where people are saying i don't even need a spouse anymore i'll just use ai and robot and so this could be a very, very bad place to end up for the future. But we also have to talk about the very bad place that we are already currently in, which is zero sermon prep uh, and, uh, and what AI's doing there. So do you want to, you want to bring up that one and talk about that article with us? Yeah. So this one's from Russell Moore, by the way, I was also just thinking we should do this. We should get an AI that only uses Charles Spurgeon's material as source material and then have the avatar look like Charles Spurgeon. And you could have Charles Spurgeon Sunday and the message would would be like one of his own messages. And, and we could get the popes of the past and, and we could have a whole lineup where each Sunday you're going to get a message in the words of one of these great preachers of the past, as long as we have a large enough source material. And so... Why not just use their own original sources? Well, but because that's... I don't want a fake one. I could read that. I mean, why would I do that? You know, I I could actually make it look like um, St. Augustine is going to bring us a message. He's got enough source material that AI could get us a fresh message in the words of St. Augustine. Um, Anyway, I I think that that actually probably would happen. And that would be kind of a fun uh, thing. Um, it's not church, uh, but I will so, say, but, you know yeah. what? I will say this: that could be a cool thing in the future of like get the avatar and let them preach. It's almost as if uh, let's get really nerdy for a second. It's almost Superman esque uh, with his father, right? Where Jarrell is uh, is like interacting with Superman always, and it's because it's all of like who all the whose father was before now put into the his consciousness like in the computer. Like that would be kind of neat to be like, let's pull in Spurgeon and have like a Spurgeon avatar. Um just to like you want to hear him live almost like going to Disneyland, you go to the Hall of Presidents, you can listen to what he was like, right? And yeah. Uh, yeah, Chris. That could be good. So, right, we, we could bring in. <laughs> this is where AI can be fantastic. Um, just don't have him preach at your church. Right. Well, again, we we neglect the Holy Spirit. We neglect the the preaching task of taking what was for then and bringing it into the present context and and all of those things. And uh, yeah, there's a word. Um, okay, so the next article is from uh, Christianity Today. Our our former president of the RLC, Russell Moore, writes this one and. Unlike other things Russell Moore has said, I agree with him on this one. It's a good um, article. I, yeah, I mean, I mixed with Russell, but a lot of times he says some good things. And this one's good. 
And he talks about, hey, uh, the, the title of the article is uh, AI might teach, but it can't preach. I don't know that it can um, teach in the, in the same sense. Since a lot of churches will call the pastor that you know, now the teaching will come. I, I don't know why preaching is a bad word in some places, but uh, he, he goes right at it in this article, essentially uh, using AI in uh, sermon prep. Uh, uh, could it preach in place of the pastor? Those kind of things. And and I, what I see in this article or, or this kind of discussion is we already know from recent history that there there was this sermon gate deal where uh, important people across the Southern Baptist Convention were kind of rocked when we realized how many pastors, including our president at the time, uh, were using other people's sermons on Sunday and presenting them as they were their own and doing it for quite a while, really effectively. And most of the church was edified by it. They were good sermons. They'd worked well in another place. And uh, so uh, we started to recognize, um, is there something wrong with that? Because a lot of people would say, no, 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 if it's, it's permission granted, then uh, you're, you're just um, uh, kind of saving time. And so I think that's the temptation that we see with uh, using AI as a tool to build our sermons for us which is probably the largest time-consuming point uh, of, of pastoring. Uh, that weekly message is time-consuming. And so if you could get AI to just write your sermons for you, uh, you know that, that would save a bunch of work, right? And, and then you have more time to care for people. Isn't that the highest task? And so um, so anyway, did, did you want to react to this one? Yeah, I mean, so I'm looking at this, and it is interesting. Like in this article, the guy brings up, he talks about the... Um, the rabbi, right, who's using it in his context, and he fed it, you know, whatever, right? That uh, the 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 chat bot for the sermon, he didn't tell the congregation. Then asked the congregation, "What the, who do you think really wrote that?" Which is weird, you know, like why would you do that? But anyways, I guess in his context, that's cool. You just read somebody else's stuff, um, and then they they said that it was probably came from like one of the most renowned of Jewish preachers from 20 years past. So it's like saying like it can write really engaging, good stuff. Um, and so, you know, so that's an interesting thing. I think that you going exactly where you go to, which is preaching other people's stuff is a big deal, right? It's not for you uh it, it's 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 for his congregation it's so if I, I lump all of this in the same one pumping something in to a congregation instead of having a local guy do it is bad because it's not i i think there's something to the local needs of the congregation that there's something that that congregation needs to hear it's why we have a, the epistles right that they're written to specific churches um and and granted, they're circular. I think all of them are meant to be circular letters. They were all circular, so they would go to one. It was addressing things like in First Corinthians, it's for the entire church, but yet he also is teaching certain things in that 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 church needed to know and everybody else needed to know too. So I think there's that um, that we need to to kind of think through on this. Um, you know, I I I I wonder about. Um, you know, this is just a side piece and people might say, well, I don't have to worry about that. I wonder about um, orthodoxy in mm -hmm. using chat bots. I, I was just even listening. I was listening to a guy today who was telling me, I, I, don't, I don't know where this article or the story was. He, we were having coffee this morning. He was talking about how there was just a medical study that they did and they were going to do these doctors versus another uh, AI 
uh, and say, hey, which is the best way to do this this procedure? And AI came up and said, this is the best way to do it. And then they looked at its research and it wrote its own journal articles to prove that it's was the right way to do this, right? Um, and so that's really far out. I worry about like that element of it too. Um, so there's just that pieces, but I, I still, at the end of the day, I just have um, my my big piece in all of this, right? I think the biblical, the big biblical argument I have all against all of this is the burden of the preacher, right? And this is where, like, like if you look at like a common phrase, right? The common phrase of uh, of the Old Testament, especially, right? When it comes to the work of a prophet as he's speaking, is uh, is the word of the Lord came, right? Uh, and and the word of the Lord, you can go back and see it's all throughout the text, right? The word of the Lord came to, the word of the Lord came to. And it's not a, it, it, it's, it, it's indicative that God through his spirit comes and inspires his preacher. And now when I'm saying that, I'm not putting it on the same, I know that's a huge debate in like even some certain congregations. Uh, and I don't think it's legitimate at all. The idea of inspiration, but I'm talking about the Holy spirit putting on laying on the heart of a pastor, the burden that needs to be said to his congregation. I, I you can't get that with a chat bot, right? Uh, the, the word of the Lord does not come to the chat bot. Uh, the word of the Lord does not come to the chat GPT. The, the word of the Lord does not come to you buying your series uh, and just kind of like it might have come to somebody. It might be synthesizing that. But w w there is something to be said about the word of the Lord coming to the preacher who will then give the text and the, give the, the meaning and then the application of what this congregation needs to hear. Because I'll tell you what, as somebody who's who's pastored three different churches now, um, each congregation is so different from the other one that I've been in. And the things that this one needs to hear is different from the one that the other one needed to hear. We have the same text, we have the same meaning, but the application of that is very different. So anyways, that's that's my big hang up yeah. in all of this is you can't replicate through artificial intelligence or purchasing it's almost as bad as in the book of Acts, like saying, hey, can I buy the Holy Spirit, right? In a sense where can I buy the word of the Lord coming to you? And so maybe that is the big correlation. We're doing the exact same thing. Yeah, well, I think you're hitting it right on the head. It, it, it's just, and, and I think, again, because we've turned pastor into CEO uh, instead of shepherd, uh, it, it is one of those things where uh, any efficiency trick so that you can get another edge. Uh, we we rush to adopt. And again, if I know that J.D. Greer preaches great sermons and we kind of see the, the scripture in the same way and he's made his sermons available, uh, can't I just preach those sermons? That's going to give me an edge to um, do the other pieces. And pastoral ministry is hard and, and you're never on top of things and there's always a need and there's sick people and uh, you know, the bivocational model, you know, that I'm kind of in that world, uh, that, that means that you've got other responsibilities and you've got this kind of never ending deal. So if you can get an edge, if, if you can get a little bit more done, uh, the temptation is to take that. And, and what uh, we've seen in recent history is that people are, are devaluing that preaching, teaching role, uh, that the pastors are, uh, I don't think the congregants are because that's still the, the moment that they come, they come to worship, 
and yeah. to hear uh, what God has laid on the, the man that has been called. Uh, so, yeah, I think that this is really significant. I think your your illustration about buying the Holy Spirit is, is crucial here, that God, God used a donkey in the Old Testament uh, when he needed to. God, uh, Jesus said he could praise, uh, get praised through rocks, uh, right? The Lord, the Lord could get the message to the people any way he wants. And so if God decided tomorrow to change his strategy and start using AI, uh, he didn't need AI to get developed to do this. He could have done this any, any time the Lord has chosen to preach the message through the preacher who's been sent, you know, in, in that sense, uh, commissioned, uh, missionaries as well, you know, that, that there's. An important thing that God has chosen to use people to reach people. And, you know, there was a long period of time where the gospel had not hit certain parts of the world. And we're still trying to get the gospel into certain parts of the world. Uh, and God's called us to that task. He hasn't replaced us with AI. And so I don't I don't think that it's right to uh, to, to use this as a uh, workaround to God's method. So it, it can't preach in place of you. The other thing that I think is really important is... Um, and and you've helped me with this because again I I, I kind of default to that efficiency anything I can do to save at the same time. How are you getting discipled as a pastor? <clears throat> the, the primary way that I am discipled because of my busyness and and everything going on is having to sit down with the scripture and understand it, organize it, work out application, think of my congregation. And that's the moment for me, typically, where I'm going to get the most spiritual uh, investment into myself. And yeah. so when we offload this to someone or something else, we're not doing the hard work, studying to show yourself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you can't do that, then you have no business preaching. And so if you're offloading that to someone or something else, uh, then you're not letting the scripture do its work in you and then being the vehicle by which God uses to um, proclaim that gospel. And that, that to me is the most important reason of why we shouldn't use other people's sermons. Um, perhaps you hear something that's so good that you, you want to use it because the spirit has been working in you with your congregation. And, and you maybe would do something time to time, uh, where you're utilizing someone else's work Th that should be rare. And even if you do that, you, you really need to personalize it and make sure that it fits your own congregation. But that, that's going to come out of an overflow of the pastor receiving the word of God again and then making a judgment call on what he needs to give out. Um, but really, you know, I'm working through scripture more consistently than I ever had before when I now have a preaching engagement that I have to do. And so I, I would say that don't don't look at that as a, a burden. Look at that as part of the process of God making you the, the man that he wants you to be uh, a usable, a, a useful vessel. I agree, man, completely, 100%. Um, you know, as you're talking, I'm I'm looking at just right now, like if you type in on Google, you know, AI sermons, right? Like this is what's getting crazy. You talk about the efficiency and now it's doing the research for you. I mean, I mean, like there, I mean, there's levels of this, right? Like the yeah. Christianity Today article was talking about complete start to finish sermon done, right? That's that's one extreme. And I think you're going to find that's going to be utilized. But there's also this other stuff. And this is the sneaky stuff, too. This is the same thing that came out when we were talking about all the plagiarism was like the sermon sites that are that are like doing the research for you and all of that. And they're putting your outlines like now we're seeing that now AI is just doing like, so I'm looking at one here. So like if I wanted to for 10 bucks a month, I could get in here and it will give, it'll research for me. 
Uh, it says right here that um, that it will do outlines of the passages for me, character studies, uh, examples. Um, and so like all of that that I can just take and just shove together. I also found one just on the side because I'm preaching on uh, James uh, chapter 5, 7 through 11. And um, and so just for fun, I found this other site where you type in the passage and then it will AI sermon outline it for you. And then you can also make it, you can tell it like which denomination that we want to. So like I have it as Baptist, but now I'm going to change it to like Orthodox and I'm going to see uh, you know, what I want to do. So AI is taking my passage and then it's giving me outlines and points uh, to do right here. Um, and so uh, it's, it is interesting. It's very interesting that like how, how quickly that this is coming. And I do think yeah. that there is such a laziness factor uh, for people that this is going to be a big temptation uh, and to let this just take place. You know what's really sad? Let me just stop. As I'm just talking through this, uh, I just, I feel like I just saw the, the, it felt like the bat, the, the Orthodox was so much more robust than what they gave me on the Baptist one here. Like, why is it that the Orthodox got so much more points and the Baptists get this like simple little outline that just generated for me here. But it's interesting. Like they'll give me right here. They're going to give me uh, yeah, I want this outline. I want it for Baptists. They're going to give me a thesis statement. They're going to give me three good Baptist points and sub points. And then it's done. Like this is, this is crazy, man. This is not good. Um, and so anyways, I'm just, I'm having fun with that online, but it's scary where this is headed. And that's the free stuff I was just able to get my hands on. And so I think once you start paying for stuff too, it's a scary place to be in. And, and I do think that there's something to be said about, you know, like the Bible asks for the pastor, the elder, the overseer, you know, I had to throw that all in because now Baptist faith and message includes all three into one. Uh, but like he, he needs to be an able teacher and he needs to be somebody who can, you know, and then like, like, for instance, if you read the book of Titus and then shut me up, cause I know we're probably at the end of our time, but like, you know, I'm reading, uh, I'm going to be preaching on Titus in a, uh, next month. And, you know, it's interesting. He, he talks about, about how these people, they, how, what the, the, uh, the elder needs to be. And then he says, um, he then says, talking about, about, you know, um, there are verse 10 after saying verse nine says they have to hold fast to the faithful word, which is in accordance with teaching. So he'll be able to exhort and sound doctrine to refute those who contradict. So there needs to be faithful teaching. You need to exhort with sound doctrine and then you need to be refuting. So like that's part of this too, is there needs to be some refu refuting of something that's going on in the congregation. What needs to get, what's being refuted? Well, in this case, in Titus, he says, there are many rebellious men, empty talkers, deceivers, especially those of the circumcision who must be silenced because they're upsetting whole family, teaching things that should not teach for the sake of sordid gain. Um, and so there's this like idea that Paul's saying, like, there's a lot of problems that are happening in Crete. And 
Titus, you need to get pastors who can teach, and not only do they need to be faithful to teaching the things of the scriptures, the, the whole counsel of God, they need to also be able to faithfully get in there and shut down the lies and the false teaching that's taken place. And that's a whole nother task of the preacher that you can't get when I just plug this in, right? Like, like I need to be reacting to the, what's going on around me and have answers to deal with this. And so, um, I don't know, man, I feel like that's where I've, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm hanging out. I think I'm zeroing in on this is where I'm at. This is where I draw the line in the sand. What do you think? Well, I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, the, the other thing that I think the reason this is a temptation more than just buying someone else's sermon is that the, the AI is supposed to be making something original. And so the, the real temptation here is that you might get busted for plagiarism if you buy a sermon and use someone else's sermon. Uh, but if you use AI, it's, it's original and you generated it by putting in the prompts. Therefore, you are the creator legally of this. And, and I think that that's the real temptation here is that I won't get caught like uh, so-and-so got caught. And, and uh, but again, uh, right now, AI is, is not super great. You know, we're, we're running things and finding out that uh, it's pulling up facts that aren't correct because it's crossing sites and getting um, dates that are applying to wrong things. And, and so uh, the reality is I've got sources that give me outlines of the whole Bible. I, I've got sources. Uh, I could preach through uh, people who pre preached through. Chris Well preached through the Bible multiple times. I could use his sermon. So I, I have a sermon you know, ready to go already. Uh, the issue is that it would be somebody else's and it could get uh, flagged for that. Yeah. Um, it also is a lot more work. I'd actually have to work through that and, and get some insight. And uh, with AI, I can hit a button and it's going to give me an original sermon that nobody could say otherwise. And then I can just uh, preach it or I can take any part of that process and hand it over. <clears throat> I wouldn't trust the research right now. That, that's a big problem. It might become an effective uh, deal of uh, finding dates and facts. And sometimes I'll go onto Wikipedia and get some information uh, if it's not a real imperative thing and I'm trying to get it fast. Uh, so, so AI will probably replace a lot of that to some degree, and that's not necessarily wrong um, uh, or, or bad. It, it's just a, a matter of um, having some wisdom in, in using that. But having it create the sermon, having it do the division of the text, I, I don't trust it. It's going to take an English Bible and chop it into pieces. Well, hopefully you're going <clears throat> to the Greek or you're going to a good source that can parse the Greek because the way you're breaking your outline out may not actually be how the Scripture divides its outline. But even that, I, so. I think it's going to be so good in the future. They'll do that, Andrew. I think yeah, you will yeah. have. I mean, you're going to have that. Where but I, I feel will. like it already exists. It already. Exists. I, I got syntactical divisions of the entire New Testament through Lagos. It's already there, and it's been done. It's been vetted. It's it's excellent. So I, I think like, why would the difference is I can just click and it yes makes yes. it all for me right. And, and so th that's the temptation, and it really becomes a a laziness issue, maybe a you're overloaded and, and so now you don't have time to do this right. And, and I, I so, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. And the, a lot of the critiques I hear about the AI sermon presentation is it doesn't have the human passion. And I'm with you. It will. It will. It, it's going to become better and better almost beyond anything that we can do. The issue is the spirit of God has called you and called you to this purpose. And that is something that AI will never receive uh, it, it, unless it's the antichrist spirit, which Hey, well, there's another topic, man. I um, wonder about that. Maybe we can get one of our I, end times guys that we were talking about yeah. to talk about that stuff. But here's another one. I just, this is another one coming to me as I'm talking about this, right? Like you can't bypass like what, 
Paul says in 1 Timothy 5, 17, elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. And it's like, like it's an honor to work hard at preaching and teaching. It should be a, it should be a something that we shoot to do, which is not just, Hey, there's a couple guys who work hard at preaching, but like, all of yep. us, we would want it to be said that I'm I, I I work hard at the preaching and teaching. I wrestle with the text and and uh, like you can't say that about a generation though that's just going to say yep. I worked hard so that I could buy that and, and you know oh but I'm working hard in other areas yep. no you know and who cares how great your delivery is. Uh, even though I know it's been said that, uh, you know, I think it's uh, I know it, it, they've said something like, what is it? Um, sermons are it's a crazy percentage. It's like 80 percent delivery, 20 percent content, uh, you know, is what's and what's remembered. I, I don't agree with that. Right. I, I I think that what happens maybe in a TED talk. Right. Um, or, you know, but I think that the way the Holy Spirit uses the message is is something that's unexplainable. I, I can't realize because as you have sat in a message, you recognize maybe it was something that was completely non-memorable, not even the main point, but God used the text and used something to reach you. So I, I don't even think you know you're you should say that no, it's just about working hard at the style of it. No, it yeah. it needs to be wrestling with that text. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we are, we're in agreement. Um AI will not replace preaching. Uh, it, it, it it can do things, uh, but the what God accomplishes through preaching is not accomplished through AI. Uh, and uh, and then as a pastor preacher, you're short citing your own spiritual growth and development and your own calling, and you're hurting your congregation if you're not engaging uh, in preparation and delivery of the message God has uh, laid on your heart. Um, so. So yeah, uh, say no to AI, uh, except where very specific parameters are met. And, and the truth is, I, I just don't trust it yet. So I would just say no to AI uh, for a decade <laughs> and um, find your own stuff, work on your own stuff. I think it's going to be very interesting when we find out the very, you know, the first church that hires its own AI preacher. Uh, and uh, I mean, you think about it, you're set now. You don't have to pay the guy anymore. You've bought it one time. Or a monthly fee, right? I mean, it got to yeah. be if you have an AI preacher who can do it. I wonder what the cost would be to then having to, you know, pay for a preacher. So I know this for some who don't know this, like it sounds like the ramblings of like bitter, bitter preachers who who are afraid they're going to lose their job. But I have serious, serious biblical and theological issues with this yeah. stuff. So, um I'll find something else to do if 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 that's what it was all about, just replacing me. But right. otherwise, we'll just wait till the universal wage comes because then all AI takes over everything. Um, that's another conversation wow. too for another time. Rambling now. I need to on, on that note. You want to close this out? <laughs> yes, I do. All right. all right. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. Thanks for listening, and uh, guys, we'll uh, talk with you, hopefully listen on next week. Once again, like, subscribe. That helps with us uh, when you do that. So thanks again. Take care. Bye-bye. God bless.